0: If I were to adopt Project Comet, how do you think that would change the tool stack that I might it, be using? In my
1: opinion, you would change everything. Mm-hmm. It would be. Everything you just described is Comet in wow. one tool, yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, welcome to the UX and growth podcast. I'm Jeff, I'm a UX engineer at HubSpot. I'm Austin, I'm a UX designer at HubSpot. And today we've got uh, a special episode for you guys. Matt's not here, that's why it's special. <laughs> Wait, no, we love him. That wasn't like bad or anything. He's just he's just not here, that's it. It is true that Matt isn't here. <laughs> uh, that's something that's not unique. We actually have, uh, have had an episode like that before. Our human to human UX episode. If you hate Matt, you can go back and listen to the human to human UX episode.
1: <laughs> Austin,
0: <laughs> but we love Matt, so we're sad that he's not here today. Yeah. Um, but he's off. He's off partying in Western Mass. So, so that's his. Uh, that's that's, that's what, what he gets for not being. That's here. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I uh, I was out in San Francisco this week, and uh, I was speaking at a conference out there and doing a few other things, and I had the pleasure of being able to visit the Adobe office and speak with uh, some of the people that are working there on a really interesting new product that they're calling Project Comet. It's still kind of their code name for that, I think. Uh, it's it's still in alpha phase. Really, uh, Interesting piece where what they're doing is, is they're looking to revolutionize the uh, tool suite that UX designers use and uh, change that entire workflow. And I think uh, in a lot of ways make it a lot better. It, it looks like it's coming along nicely. And um, I, I can't
1: wait, it looks awesome.
0: It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, It's it'll be a really nice addition to the Creative Cloud. Um, at the same time, there isn't really that much information out there about it right now. Um, it launched uh, a week or two ago during the Adobe Max conference, and then uh, it was on Product Hunt, made it into Wired, uh, the Next Web, a few few big publications, and there's a lot of buzz around it, but we're still working on getting details. So I I had the pleasure of speaking to Damien Borba. He's one of the product managers for Project Comet, and he gave us a a really nice inside look at uh, how things are coming with the product and what they're looking to do with it. All right, so uh, without further ado, Here's Austin and Damian Borba. All right, we're here today with Damien Borba. He is the project manager for Project Comet. Uh, we're here at the Adobe office in San Francisco, and we're going to talk a little bit about this new project that you're working on. It's really exciting. So, Damien, go ahead and tell us about yourself and, and what you're doing here. Awesome. Yeah, thanks
1: for, for being here. Thank you f- thanks for having me. Uh, the first thing is that I'm not the product manager, I'm one of the product <laughs> managers. We have four product managers working on Comet and uh, focusing on different areas. I'm responsible for extensibility and community engagement. I have a developer background. I was a developer advocate for years, first at Blackberry and then later at uh, Braintree PayPal. And I was kind of tired of that life because it was so intense, travel all mm-hmm. over the place. And then I, I got this opportunity to help build this, this brand new tool from scratch. And I, I jumped on
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what? Explain this tool a little bit because this is—it's a really recent development. Uh, we've seen a lot of buzz around it in the UX community, but it's pretty new. Yeah, the the, the history of Comet
1: is very very interesting. We at, at Adobe, we always investigate what people need, and we spend time with customers a lot. We do visits to different places of the world to to learn how they work and uh at some point we identified that it was uh, for example photoshop and illustrator they were not initially designed to to focus on ux design the way it is done nowadays right we know photoshop is amazing for for bitmap editing we know illustrator is amazing for vector work but there was kind of a gap there and we really had this idea. How, how about exploring this this uh, the space, and it went amazingly well. And that's how Comet was born, pretty much.
0: Excellent. So Comet is essentially a UX focused tool. Yes,
1: Comet is a brand new tool from Adobe, the targeting UX design, and you can tell your tell your story in a very robust way from design to prototype very,
0: very easily. Excellent. So what you're doing is you're bridging that gap that designers may have had when they were going between sort of like the sketches and, and the, the wireframes and everything like that that they may have been doing in InDesign or Illustrator, whatever their workflow is, and then going to the high fidelity stuff in Photoshop and eventually having to prototype that stuff out?
1: Yes. Uh, Comet really focuses on creating a very seamless workflow, right? Because nowadays people have so many different options, so many different tools, not only Adobe tools, but other options as well. Mm-hmm. And that is very painful, right? When, especially when you have to do changes, make changes. You start with your design and then you jump to a prototyping tool and then when it's time to change things, it becomes very complex, right? You have to go back to to your design and then redo everything, re-export everything. It's very very painful. So at Adobe, we really wanted to create one very smooth experience for for UX designers with very powerful design tools and very powerful prototyping tools so that UX designers, managers, they can
0: better tell their stories. Yep. So would you say that that's the core functionality that Project Comet brings to the table is prototyping functionality, or is it a little bit more broad than that? It's a mix of powerful design tools, Mm -hmm. current design tools, and prototyping tools Okay. in one single tool. When you imagine uh, the end designer using this platform, what do you think their workflow would look like? Yeah, one of the big...
1: Uh, goals that we have here and kind of the one thing that we look at all the time is design at speed of thought so we, we really want designers to have the tool helping them and not something that's slowing the, the, their pace right so uh, they can start with a blank canvas and then they can create artboards they can with, with predefined formats, for example, iPhone, Android, and all that. And then they have very, very powerful tools, like the Repeat Grid, that we can talk Mm -hmm. about later if you want. And they can then jump to Prototype, connect those artboards, and tell that experience, and share that experience.
0: Yeah, excellent. So you mentioned Repeat Grid. Yes. Lightly. That's that's a pretty interesting technology. Do you want to explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah. uh, One of the very nice things we're doing at Adobe is that we are creating lots of prototypes, and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people saw it already, like we we recently showed uh, one prototype for uh, design with data, we can talk about that later, (laughs) but the repeat grid came from a prototype, and it is a way of repeating elements in a very fast way, and it gives you uh, flexibility to keep your styles global. So if you do changes in position or colors and everything stays global, but then content can be unique. So it's mm-hmm. very easy for you to represent, for example, cells in a table as, as a search result very quickly and very
0: powerful. Excellent. So um, is, it, is this sort of where you take like a, a design that may have like repeatable elements, and you can easily import multiple different variations, like images, into a repeatable element? Yes.
1: Uh, when you repeat items, for example, cells, mm-hmm. if they have Images. You one of the things you can do with the repeat grid. You can drag images to that placeholder, let's say, and then it populates. And if there's a a list of images, Mm -hmm. it can be vertical. It can be horizontal. It it keeps that flow. So it knows the source of those images. So if you grow your list, it keeps bringing uh, images from
0: that source. Excellent yeah, that's really cool. i I know that um one of the strengths that the Creative Cloud platform has is that it has a really big sort of open source type of plugin community where people are coming in and they're developing plugins that just really, really, uh, increase the the power that the tool mm-hmm. has. And it sounds like that's not going to change for Project Comet. It's going to be compatible with plugins. Yeah, we're planning a very robust uh, extensibility mechanism for, 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 for Comet. Mm-hmm. We're
1: already talking to big companies, and we're exploring that heavily, but it's very early to say anything about it. That. But right. that's coming for sure, and we don't know if it's going to be JavaScript, if it's going to be Objective-C. But it will be there and will be really tailored to current plugin developers, for sure.
0: That's very cool. So do you have any sort of favorite features in the program itself? Yes. Repeat Grid, for sure, that's mm-hmm. number one. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's super fluid and
1: fast. You can, you can achieve amazing results. Um, I like the way the prototype works, because in a lot of tools, you have to compile to test the prototypes, or compile to update something in the prototype and in Comet you just keep doing stuff and it automatically updates like a live reload uh, functionality so if you if you uh, wire one artboard to another and then you run the, the preview and you can start playing with your prototype and then if you go back to your design or prototype mode and wire another place, another artboard, you don't have to recompile, just go there and it's, it's working mm-hmm. you don't have to change it
0: so it's very easy to create a working prototype. Yes.
1: Uh, again, that, that uh, idea of
0: design is pure thought. thought. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you imagine or where do you all plan to have the prototypes live uh, within the tool? Like, will it be really easy to export the prototype so that user testing can be done on it in early stages? What yeah, does that look like?
1: that's that's early. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, uh, very early. We are investigating the especially the sharing portion of Comet, mm-hmm. but we know we will be shared shareable and people will be able to test with multiple teams and get feedback. That's that's that that, 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 that will be there for sure. But it's too early to talk about that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So going back to the designers' workflow,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, w- in terms of the integration. Will this be more of like say that I, I put something together and I imagine that your ultimate goal with this platform is to create a like an Adobe suite that allows the designer to work entirely in Adobe,
1: right? Uh, yeah, we want to focus on attending like on, on helping designers succeed, right? That's that's our, our goal here and make them work faster, more in, in a very productive way. So we want to keep Comet, I would not say independent, but mm-hmm. if you want to do like very advanced adjustments to bitmaps, you can use Photoshop. If, if to Vector, you can use uh, Illustrator. Mm-hmm. But with Comet, with the tools that Comet has, you can do high fidelity, very, very good and polished design for, for mobile and even web if you want. You just use an artboard that solves that problem.
0: Okay, so it could serve as a standalone tool as well. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, Yeah, you don't need other tools, Mm -hmm. that's our goal. Oh, excellent, yeah. If, If you think of, like, if I were to think of my design situation, um, my sort of tool stack that I would use to to complete this workflow right now, I would be looking at you know working with uh, I mean you oh, always like a whiteboard you know like start with a whiteboard like I'm going to draw some stuff out and mm-hmm. in, in a brainstorming session, that's pretty typical. Um, and then you know when you have a pretty good design direction, it's like all right, let's let's move to the wireframe phase. And as I'm sure you're aware, that's a very crowded space. You have yes. a lot of a lot of different options for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to use Axure. A lot of people use Omnigraphle. Some people use Balsamic. Cool. Other people will use. I've I've worked with designers that will use InDesign or Illustrator. Um, and then you know when when you get to sort of the higher fidelity stuff, you've also got options there. Like you could use Sketch or Photoshop, mm-hmm. whatever uh, seems to work best. And then when you're creating a prototype. Uh, which could happen at multiple different phases. Maybe you want to do it at the wireframe phase, export something from Axure. Maybe you want to do it at the higher fidelity phase. Very easy to use a tool like InVision. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, if if you were to sort of complete the, you know, the the process that the designer would go through. Like, if I were to adopt Project Comet, how do you think that would change the tool stack that I might it, be using? In my opinion, you would
1: change everything. It mm-hmm. would be everything you just described is comet.
0: In wow. one tool, yeah. Wow. So do you do you see that you may not even need Illustrator or Photoshop necessarily? Yes. Wow. Of course if you need, like I said, advanced
1: bitmap edits, you have to go to Photoshop, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Photoshop is designed to handle that uh if you need very complex vector work you go to illustrator but the the trip to to get to those tools will be very smart because it's an adobe
0: product hmm interesting yeah that that makes uh that makes a lot of sense to me i think it's uh it's coming at at a really great time right yeah we're we're very happy with uh uh
1: the result that we we announced it at Max mm-hmm. the work is being done for for a long time but we announced it at Max and the the feedback was phenomenal like we we went way beyond our expectations and that's just validation that what we're targeting is right and there's mm-hmm. people that,
0: that that need that tell me a little bit about that launch experience like as somebody that's worked on this for so long what what does that feel like and and what does that do for your tool
1: oh yeah we we come to work every day super excited like the whole team like we have an amazing set of engineers designers and and managers working on this tool and it's it's just fuel to keep us going right and Mm -hmm. keep innovating keep i think the 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 very interesting thing is that uh, especially me that i'm i'm focusing on community engagement this is a very special approach from Adobe now, right? Instead mm-hmm. of building something, we really, we built a foundation. Mm-hmm. It's early, we, we just entered Alpha now, and our goal is to work with designers to help us shape this tool. So we're listening, we're meeting people, and every designer out there who's interested can help us shape this tool. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason it's very like an, an edge case or something that's not there, we we, we plan to have a, a, an API for for plugin developers to to target that.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you imagine that Project Comet would would be targeted towards a certain type of designer or a certain type of company? Um, is yeah. there an ideal sort of? I don't think persona? so. I think uh, desi- UX designers that
1: target. Uh the focuses the the focus on quality work, high fidelity design, and uh, also like very fluid prototypes that's that's our audience, I think. But it can be a student, it can be a senior designer, mm-hmm. it can be everyone. Even a manager telling the story of an app.
0: Right. That's interesting. So um do you do you imagine that it would be easy for stakeholders to to use Project Comet to present uh, in meetings or or externally the tool that they're building? Totally, totally. It's super intuitive. And when you see the UI,
1: I don't know if you saw it already, but it's very simple and we are rethinking everything. Maybe we don't need that. Maybe why people are used to that and we're rethinking pretty much everything. So Mm -hmm. we're spending a lot of energy and there's a lot of smart people working on this right now. uh, working hard to make it simple, but smart. Simple, not just mm-hmm. less. You
0: know. So when you say smart, is, does that mean that it's just pure pure simplification, where it's it's a, a naturally intuitive product, or are you building in certain functionalities that sort of aid the designer along?
1: I think it's both. Like mm-hmm. like uh, we are, for example, we are exploring layers. Mm-hmm. Do you need layers? Interesting. You know, like, so we are investigating all these different areas and making sure it's simple, but it's as powerful or even more powerful than what they have right now.
0: Okay. So I think of, like, when I started using Adobe tools, I was probably 10 years old. And I will admit that I pirated it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we know that happens.
0: <laughs> um But... I think of, you know, I, I started with maybe Photoshop 7 or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, that tool was, of course, much much more simple. And, and and at the time, it was the most powerful tool available, I remember. But, um, you know, you look at the tools that we have coming out of Adobe today, and it's like, oh, my God. You know, uh, so much more powerful than than something that was even available three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that stood out to me when, when I started to use... Photoshop in the early days is that there's a learning curve, you know, um, it, I, I struggled, uh, with drop shadows, (laughs) (laughs) right? Um, uh, which were actually cool back then.
1: And then you overused it. Yes. (laughs)
0: I've been there. (laughs) We all had those days. (laughs) So, so, but then, you know, I mean, eventually like you have a day where it's like, it clicks. It's like, Oh, wait a second. Like uh, I know how to use this thing. And actually, I mean, you think about a lot of tools that are in the UX designers workflow, like they're kind of like that. Like Google Analytics, sorry if there's a bunch of Google guys <laughs> that are listening to this. Like when when you start to use it, it's not very intuitive. Okay. Um, and then you spend a couple months with it, you bang your head against the wall and you learn about, you know, like all of the, the custom variations and metrics and everything that you can pull into it, the different dashboards that you can create, and it, mm-hmm. it, you adopt a certain type of logic. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the same thing happens with Adobe Tools, where um, I learned with Photoshop, I adopted a certain type of logic, and then it was pretty easy to pick up InDesign or Illustrator, Illustrator yeah. uh, you know, other tools that are that do things that are pretty different in a way, uh, if you're a designer and you can recognize the difference. Um, but And they do have a certain, you know, Special logic to them, but they still have this overarching, you know, Adobe way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about simplification with Project Comet, do you imagine like is is your goal to maintain that that sort of Adobe way, or are you thinking more in terms of like let's let's make this thing super simple so that if people haven't used an Adobe tool?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's both. Uh, I agree with you. Like the certain. Uh, apps that we have are different like compared to other tools out there but once you get the mindset things just flow right mm-hmm. it's like a, a plane if it was super simple and intuitive maybe that would be too dangerous I don't know <laughs> but once, once, once you have understanding of that tool you can be super productive right with mm-hmm. Comet we want to make it work for current Adobe users and new users to Adobe Okay. So it's, it's it's both. It's a balance, but we want to make sure it's there for a reason, and it's there to help them go faster instead of just slowing people down.
0: Yeah. So you've gotten some feedback from from people that have seen the tool. We've we've seen the videos and the demos. Um, we've seen the the articles in Wired and yeah. CNET, the Next Web, and I even found it on Product Hunt. Uh, unsurprisingly, <laughs> you find everything on there these days, yeah. right? Um, but you I'm sure that you're getting a, a lot of really helpful feedback in terms of like the the things that you guys want to strive for for additional functionality, uh, things that are beyond you know what what you're talking about now on your landing page and everything like that. Is there anything that's sort of on your mind with that? Yeah, we're super happy to to go that route
1: and and gather feedback that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that we're just getting all that explicit need all those explicit needs and just bringing them in, we are really uh, working super hard on identifying the implicit needs that emerge out of those uh, explicit needs. Mm -hmm. And by going that route, we can pretty much guarantee it is something that people want. Maybe it's something that they even don't know they don't know yet. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's super exciting, super exciting.
0: Yeah, so we have a lot of people listening to the show that, uh, that actually do work very similar to what I do to what you do to what your team does uh, but building a, an application of this size is a massive undertaking that um, a lot of people don't even necessarily get to take part in right uh, it's, a, it's a huge piece of yeah. software uh,
1: I just remember one thing like you asked me about my favorite, my favorite uh, feature mm-hmm. and I mentioned repeat grid but I also bl- like the fact that we are treating performance mm-hmm. as a feature and you can see it's lightning fast it's mm-hmm. super fast and you can have hundreds of artboards and it just works and it's fluid so that's another favorite
0: feature sorry mm-hmm. oh way. no absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> so okay so so you when you say performance you think of like you know actual like load time and stuff like that on your computer when you're working with the files, when you're moving them around, if you've got yes. like a huge file and you're zooming in and all that stuff, you know, you're not going to experience it Yeah, much. we have
1: brilliant, brilliant engineers working on this, and they came up with a brand new rendering engine for that, and that's Very super cool. fast.
0: Yeah. yeah, excellent. So anyway, um, back back to what I was sort of talking about <laughs> with you know the the experience of creating the the software and all of that. Um, what is what is that like to to work on a software of this size? Are are there any Uh, interesting things that that have come out to you throughout the process in terms of like how you collect that user feedback, how you understand, you know, how you identify the need for this tool and and, like translate that into actual features? Yeah, it's very early now, like uh,
1: the way we are operating because it's alpha, it's it's Mm -hmm. super early. Um, We plan to have a public, let's say a public beta early next year and then things will scale more. But as of now, we are very focused on talking to key people that can help us do stuff. So it is manageable, mm-hmm. but it's a very interesting challenge that we're going to have. And uh, I'm focusing on community engagement and I'm investigating different options to to manage that in a way that everyone is heard. It's not like mm-hmm. this. Uh, we really want to get to a point that we can listen to every single user. And, mm-hmm. I know it's super hard, but uh, I will give everything I can to, to get there.
0: Yeah, awesome. So when do you anticipate this this new tool will be making its way to the market? That's the big um, question, right?
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a, a tricky question. I can say it's next year. Mm-hmm. 2016. Yeah, but we're going to have the public beta early next year for mm-hmm. people to play with, people that are in the Creative Cloud to play with.
0: Okay, awesome. Are there any ways for if anybody's interested in the tool, learning more about it, uh, maybe finding out when that public beta is uh, available? Are there any ways for them to sort of get plugged in there?
1: Yeah, uh, if they're interested if you're interested uh, in helping us and participate here, you can go to adobe.ly forward comet and there you can sign up for, for, to, to be informed when, when we have news. And that's our main channel to talk to people. So uh, we're also on Twitter. So if you tweet something with hashtag Project Comet, pretty much everyone in the team sees it.
0: So it's oh great, yeah, it's, it's
1: a good way of like uh, interacting with us. Yeah,
0: awesome. Well, uh, we're we're about out of time. Damien and I are going to be speaking at the we're both speaking at the HTML5 Developer Conference later today. Uh, so that'll be exciting. We'll get to hear more about the great work that you are doing. Um, again, if you guys are interested in Project Comet, I'm going to put the, uh, the link in the description of the podcast. Uh, and if you would like to get in touch with us at the UX and Growth podcast, you can email us at hello at uxandgrowth.com. And we'd love to discuss uh, Project Comet and, and this exciting new development with you. Awesome. Thanks for
1: having me. And guys, please keep sending us feedback.
0: Yeah. Great. Thanks, Damien.